good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Well, they do it again, Ann Rosalie Shiflett, uh, singing one of Paula's original songs, Look to the Beauty, and supported by Soul Light Connection. And as I mentioned earlier, that, you know, we see them sing and hear that music, you know, at least what comes to my mind, oh, those folks are just so creative. Like, you know, they got a creative gene that was like instilled in them. But the fact of the matter is, we were all born to create. All of us are creating something each and every day, whether we know it or not. So this creativity is not limited to artists, but applies to every single area of our life. Something is being created. But I believe to create what we really want and not just accept what the world sometimes gives us or makes us believe what we can have, we don't have this, so it says. We must know the rules of creation. We must know the rules of manifestation. I was hanging out with my son the, uh, over the weekend, you know, went to go see uh, Oppenheimer. It's a pretty deep movie. I don't know if you saw that or not. But, you know, pick my flick pick of the week. But anyway, he's getting ready. He's trying to decide as he's, you know, doing his, his musical thing, you know, uh, he's made a decision he's going to go ahead and go to law school. I figured it was going to happen eventually. So you have to take this law school admissions test before you go there. And, you know, I haven't taken one of those in a long time, but it is a bear of a test to get ready for. And we were talking about it, and, and one of the things we realized is that to do really well, it's not so much how much you know. The most important thing you have to start out with, what do you believe you can achieve? And then do the work to get there. And I thought about that as I was thinking about the talk for the day. I remember when I was in college, I had a psychology class, and I had to do a research paper. And I don't know what the topic was about, but I ran across this study. And the study had been taken, took place in the 60s, and, and they had taken 100 students. And all of those students that they took in this study were failing in math and mathematics at whatever particular grade level they were on. I don't remember. But what they did, they took all of those students, those who were failing, and they hypnotized them. I don't know whether that was ethical or not, but that's what they did. (laughs) But they didn't teach them math while they were under hypnosis. They just told them they were excellent in math. 
And then all of those students went from being in the bottom percentile as far as their scores to rising to the top. Simply because the lid was taken off what they thought they could do. So we start out with the belief. But we want to know what kind of belief are we talking about? Well, basically, I believe we're talking about our subconscious beliefs. That comes from our subconscious mind. You know, many are familiar with this statement from the book of Proverbs that says, as a man, or if we update it, as a man or woman thinketh in his or her heart, so he or she is. And when we look at that scriptural reference, we're really talking about the subconscious mind. Because the subconscious mind plays a vital role in determining our life's outcomes. Now, we may believe that we consciously and with our eyes wide open, make decisions that set the direction of our life. And we're doing it all the time consciously. But the truth of the matter is, many of our decisions, if not most of them, are really unconscious. There's something behind that, what we do, and we rationalize it some way. So I realized that if we want to create, if we want to manifest what we really, really want, we must crack the code of the subconscious part of our consciousness. Because there's a vast and important difference between our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And if I were to use an analogy, imagine you're sailing a huge ship on a huge ocean. And the conscious mind is like the captain. The captain steering the ship, making all the decisions based upon the information it receives in that present moment. But the subconscious mind is like that vast unexplored depths of the ocean. You can't see that part. But that's the part that holds our beliefs. That's the part that holds our memories, that holds the patterns and the shapes, our thoughts, shapes our emotions and behaviors, and often, often without our conscious awareness of it. So understanding this difference is crucial because it allows us to tap into that unlimited power of the subconscious once we know how to unlock it. I think some of the work that, you know, people do, the studies show that the subconscious is responsible maybe for 95% of the decisions that we make. We think we know what we're doing when we're doing it, but uh-uh. Most decisions we're not aware of why we heck we make them anyway. Sometimes I ask myself as I go through life and see these repeats in my life, you may have this experience, why in the world did I do that again? And I came to a startling real revelation in my life as I thought about this, I look back on it. You know, at one point, I realized it was easy for me to cheer on someone else for their life, but not necessarily cheer on myself. And I mean, you may notice this in other people. You may notice this in yourself. And I realized that for, my, for me, maybe there was on an unconscious level, I was holding myself back. And at the same time, I could argue for somebody else's dream. I can argue for somebody else's vision, but not necessarily my own. And my mentor pointed out that, you know, you have to bet on yourself. And sometimes it's easy to see what somebody else should do or to cheer somebody else. We can all do that. You know, we kind of cheer our sports teams. We cheer our 
entertainers that we like. We cheer the authors that we enjoy. We, we, we plan for parties for friends. We do some extra work maybe for a coworker. We support everyone around us. But sometimes we don't know how to do it for ourselves. And most people, when the door of opportunity, or many people, opens up instead of walking through the door, what they're saying to themselves, maybe on an unconscious level, mm, I don't know if I'm worth it. I don't know if this is the right time to do this. I don't know that I'm, if I'm good enough. I fail so many times, I don't want to go through that door. And just as an aside, I think a lot of these beliefs originate from messages from religions. I'm, I'm writing some work now, and you know, sometimes we get these messages that seeps into the collective consciousness like, oh, we're the dust of the earth, or you're a born sinner. Oh, life is a veil of tears. Statements like, oh, I'm not worthy. There's someone in life or somewhere in life where we know what we want, but we're actively arguing against it. That's a message from the unconscious, the subconscious mind, which I would sum up basically like this. I ain't good enough. That comes up a lot. Even people that do great things in their life, they have this feeling that they're not good enough. But the truth is, in this statement, and I think this is a statement we need to make every single day. We get up and we look in the mirror. And we should say to ourselves, I am a child of God, and God don't make junk. God, I'm a child of God. God don't make junk. God has never made a throwback in the bunch. So the question is this. How do we convert what we know to be the conscious thoughts of truth into unsubconscious beliefs? into subconscious habits, subconscious behaviors. And I think the first thing we have to bring to light is obviously the hidden, hidden unconscious beliefs that we do have. we got to be able to ferret those things out. And I think one of the first things that we can do is watch what we complain about. Not you all, but other people. <laughs> people may be able to quote all kinds of positive statements. Oh, life is good. God is everywhere present. I'm a magnificent expression of God. But inside, when they get in a conversation with their friends, their core belief will come up. And they'll start to complain about lack and limitation and what's all the things that are wrong in the world. Then they will wonder why their prayers have not been answered. Because our complaints tell us what we truly believe on that subconscious level. And if we're complaining more than we're talking about our vision, then we're in a state of inertia. We're kind of stuck because energy goes into that lower frequency, that lower vibration of doubt and fear and worry. And now they're in this, that dynamic and their beliefs, their language and their behaviors begin to come out of that energy field, out of that frequency. But if we start talking about possibilities, even if we don't know how to get there, then that energy starts to go up and we begin to start to believe in those possibilities, not only on a conscious level, but more importantly, it begins to seep down to the subconscious level as well. And I believe to get there, we start by asking what if questions. Like, 
What if all my needs were met? What would I be doing with my life if all my needs were met? What if everything is working for my good? What if all the bad things that I think have been happening in my life are leading me to activate some great potential that's waiting to burst forth in my life? What if God is really on my side? Ask a what if question. And you start to notice little miracles. They begin to happen in our life. Understanding then there's a breakup of the old subconscious belief and those subconscious beliefs are rattled. They're shaken up a little bit. And a new belief system is being created and taking over our subconscious mind. So we begin to ask what if questions. We ask questions along those lines and we begin to transform our subconscious to a whole new direction of beliefs and positive experiences in our life. And there's a second way I think we can transform that subconscious beliefs that we have and to change the direct trajectory of our life Whatever area it may be, because some parts of our life are like working perfect. And some parts of our life are like, man, I can never get this part together for some reason. It has to do with the beliefs. And I think in order to change the directory of our life, we have to navigate through our fears. I think we all have fears of some sort at some time or another in our life. I would say any individual has absolutely no fear. I worry about them. They are a scary human being. <laughs> I remember early in my spiritual path, I recall a program which one of the participants shared with the whole, you know, whole group, the audience. And I'm not breaking any confidentiality. It was recorded. It was broadcast for all the world to see and benefit from. So I can say it today. Anyway, the, the participant had heard you know, they, were, they heard things about you know, how they can create, manifest in their life and how they can be great in whatever area they want to be in. And she said, you know, I hear everything you're saying about the power to create. And every once in a while I get a little bit of a breakthrough. But I have thoughts. I have doubts. Thoughts like, who am I? Who am I to think I can be grand? Who am I to think I can do great things? I mean, I want to, she said, but I get paralyzed with fear. And sometimes me, many of us had thoughts like that. But here's what I got from that interchange with the instructor. He was really good. And him and the, and the, and the woman who was there, the young woman there, that shared in the program. What I came away with is that when we see people who have accomplished what we assume to be great things, we think they have no fear. But that is not true. The reality is that we have to feel the fear that we have and do it anyway. And we begin to break through the limitation of the beliefs that we have up until that point. So if we wait for our feelings to line up with our decisions, our life will always be on hold. We don't have to ask our emotions, which I call our subconscious mind, to give us permission to be who we were created to be. Everybody has some angst. Everyone has some fear. Sometimes we have that negative voice that says, who are you? But some people rebuke it. In the old school, in the old spiritual school, you know, traditional religion, I say, they say rebuke it. And we'll say deny it. 
We want to deny it and release it to the nothingness from which it has come, never to exist again. But other people, they birth it. And the difference between rebuking it and birthing it is that is how long we nurture the thought. The thought comes like a seed in the womb of our subconscious mind. We can either incubate it and carry it through three trimesters and birth it through as our limitations and halt our creative potential. Or we can say this, this is not mine. It is not my agenda. I reject it. I continue on my path that is my divine birthright. You know, we get a lot of messages that we take in consciously and then to our subconscious mind. And we accept them. And they come from many, many different directions. But the most important source of those messages are words. Words that we take in. Maybe we took it in from a teacher when we were very young or a parent or a guardian or a friend that said some things that, you know, cause us to believe that we're not enough. You know, words that we have accepted for us, for ourselves, from ourselves, or from others. They have gotten into our subconscious mind, and they're really running us, and we're not aware of it. And I realize if that is the case, that the words got us into those beliefs, it stands to reason they can help us get us out of those beliefs, those beliefs specifically that don't serve us. So we're going to embody, you know, new beliefs that take us where we want to be. So we're going to take a little time in this last part of my talk just to engage in an experience as Paula and her team or whoever comes forward, if not of just me and the universe. <laughs> I think they're on their way. But what we want to do is help recondition, you know, some parts of our subconscious mind to make sure it's working for us and not against us. It's kind of like an affirmation meditation experience. So as we get started, I just invite you to simply relax. And if you feel comfortable to lower the gaze in your eyes or close your eyes, Simply relax every muscle in your body temple. Begin at the top of your head and feel those muscles around your eyebrows just relaxing. Let every tension you may have in your face begin to be released. Start moving down to your shoulders and making sure that every muscle in your shoulders is releasing and relaxing. And then go down your chest to your abdomen and release any tension you may have. Let every single muscle in your body be relaxed now. And pay attention to your breath. 
Know that the Spirit of the living God has put something special in you. And your task is to wake it up. Know that every dream, every vision, every goal that you see for your life is now accomplished. You now feel how it feels to have all the resources that you need. You now feel how it feels to have the right mobility that you need to get around. The perfect living quarters for you. You know that now. as you feel these things into existence, they continue to come into your world. Every day, you're getting better and better. Every day, you're achieving your goals. In your mind's eye, simply repeat to yourself, I am. I am. I'm healthy. I'm prosperous. I'm everything I want to be. I'm amazing. I am wonderful. I am the best version of myself. I am a light. I am love. Relax in thought that you are right now everything you wish to be. You have been given the gift of light, of love, of mind of speech. You always see the bright side of life. As you continue to see the good in yourself, others will see more and more of the good in you. Nothing outside of you can ever disturb your peace. grounded. You are special. You continue to affirm, I am magnificent. I am amazing. I am a definition of peace. I give what I want to receive I treat everyone the way I want to be treated. I rest in that truth. As you continue to attend to your breath, as it goes in and out, you relax and embody these realizations.
and you deepen these truths as you affirm to yourself, I believe in me. I acknowledge my self-worth. I accept myself unconditionally. I am successful. I am a beautiful person. I deserve love, compassion, empathy. I am enough. I choose to completely love myself today. I choose faith over fear. There is no wrong decision. I'm now creating my life exactly as I want it. Free of worry. I'm at peace with who I am. I matter. I say yes to myself. We end with these words of this experience by simply embodying this truth. We speak this truth to the universe, to God, to whatever we call this force. And we say, universe, I am open and ready for you to start conspiring in my favor to make my dreams come true. I request for a clear sign in my reality to come to me today. I am open. I am ready. Thank you. So it is. So it is. wish to open your eyes, you may do so. Keep them closed if you want. I'm just going to put an exclamation point on those words through what they call the prayer treatment and affirmation, a little experience. And we remember that we indeed are magnificent expressions of the spirit of the living God. This presence is all that we need. And as we make it the activity of our awareness, we realize that all things indeed are possible. This presence can create a galaxy of stars and planets, keep everything in order. Oh, it can take care of whatever little challenge I seem to think I have. This presence is within me right here and right now. We are grateful for the opportunity to be the channels, the expressions of all that the Spirit of God is because we know that all that God is, I am. And we use that word, I am, with power. When we hear that scriptural reference that says, do not use the Lord's name in vain, it's really talking about the law of life. And the greatest law of life is that I am. And whatever we attach to the I am, it becomes to show up in our life and in our world. 
so we do not use it in vain with any negativity. Rather, we use it to affirm the truth of who and what we are. And as we do, we know we receive the great kingdom of good that the Spirit of God has for us, for it's God's good pleasure to give us this kingdom, this expanding good in and as our life each and every single day. We simply open up ourselves to it. We receive it. We expect it. We know it. It is our divine birthright. It is not anything that God cannot do for us when we allow it to do through us. It is all up to us. What choice do we make? Do we see the possibilities or do we see something less than that? We remember that this presence, whatever we call it, only deals in divine and perfect spiritual solutions. And as we see it the same way, then we line up energetically so that the solutions are revealed to us. They come to us in the form of ideas and we take action and we anchor the divine outcome for us. And we are reminded that we never have to say how big our problems are. No. We say to the presence of God or to our problems how big our God is. And God is bigger than any problem. The universe is bigger than any problem. And when that behind us and on our side, we anchor that solution for us no matter what it may be in our world, in our life, in our community, in our organizations. We are one with this right now. We accept it. We no longer block our good. We open up with open arms and say, bring it. I'm here for it. Thank you, divine presence. Thank you, divine presence. Thank you, God. And so it is. And let it be. Amen. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center